you know what? Like maybe it's okay for me to choose to eat the sour, creamy chicken, like dive bar tacos once in a while. Yeah. And that's totally you're giving, I feel like in that scenario, you're giving the food control over you. I was. A taco should not tell you how to feel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm Nina. And I'm Liz. We don't have all the answers, but we do have a bottle of wine and some thoughts. If you're looking for honest musings on life, happiness, health, and wellness, you've come to the right place. We'll even throw in a couple off-the-wall jokes, some personal stories, and of course, some shenanigans. So grab a glass of wine and join the conversation. Hey, Wine and Shiners. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today, we are happy to connect with someone that we actually met in Philly. And like all amazing people, we met kind of not through Simi, but anyone that's friends with Simi, we immediately love. Yes. And that was affirmed as soon as we talked to Sam Vanderweelen, who is our guest today. Like I said, we met her at the Good Fest in Philly. And she has a really interesting um, dynamic to what she does. She has a health coaching business. So that is Huga Wellness. And she'll talk more about the word Huga and where that comes from and what that inspiration was. Um, hint, it's not from the United States. <laughs> and she also has this other side where she has Sam Vanderweelen LLC where she works with, you know, people that are maybe looking out to go on their own, maybe starting their own health coaching business or other coaching business or just need some inspiration Mm -hmm. from, you know, the daily work stuff they're facing, want to find joy in other ways in their life. She tackles both the health and wellness side and the professional side. So just no matter where you fall in life right now, whether you're looking to bring more joy into your work life and have more balance there or whether you want to explore hobbies and and do things that are related to wellness. Wh- whatever you're looking for, I think Sam Vanderweelen has it. So, mm-hmm. And throughout the whole conversation, I just kept thinking in my head, like you are so down to earth and you just get it. And it's so nice to see, like it's wonderful when you can talk to somebody that's been through the situation. And mm-hmm. so you know when they're giving you advice and they're talking to you, they're coming from a really authentic place. And that was definitely the entire conversation we had with Sam. So I know that, I personally got so much out of this conversation and I know that you guys are really going to find some value in it too. So fun fact, um, I'm trying to not drink alcohol. I don't know if I told you this. No, I didn't know. So it's tea time and shine. Yeah, we tea both, time and shine for like eight episodes. We basically now. should be tea, tea and, and shine, shine at this point. But yeah, I'm drinking a mint caffeinated, no, decaf, decaf, not caffeinated, decaf tea. I, on the other hand, have been also like, I've been limiting my alcohol for a while, but I've definitely been limiting my caffeine. And I threw some coffee back into my life the past couple of weeks. And I'm not going to lie. I just enjoyed it so much. Like I love the taste of it. I just love coffee. But then I kind of saw some reactions in my body that weren't really what I liked. I do decaf sometimes. Like I'll go to Starbucks and I'll get an iced decaf Americano and mm-hmm. it's pretty good with some almond milk. But oh, I might start doing that. I don't know. Like I just like, I really enjoy the little caffeinated buzz, but then afterwards I get a little jittery. Yeah. So I'm just trying to cut out alcohol because I don't mean to be like, I feel like I drink too much. I just don't like, like when I look, I'm like, oh, I had beer that day. Oh, I had wine that day. And like almost every day. It's not like I'm having like eight drinks a day, but I have like probably... 
a drink four days a week, three to four days a week. I definitely used to have a drink a night. Like I remember having a glass or two. Your wine used to be your jam. My wine was my jam. And then my body was like, I hate you. Don't do all this. And so I tried to stop. But now I don't even drink that much anymore. But I had bachelorette party this past weekend. Oh, girl. And I just went to town. And now that it's summer, I don't have to be anywhere the next morning. I'm like, do you want to go get a drink? Like, do you want to? It's like patio drink season. So I feel like my alcohol consumption has definitely skyrocketed. Yeah. We, I love beer. Zach got me loving beer. Mm -hmm. And so we went kayaking this weekend and we went to breweries and it was great, but I was like, I probably should limit this a little bit. So So we're having the drinks outside of the podcast recording. Just not when we come here. So today is tea and shine. Like the past 18 Mm -hmm, episodes mm -hmm. were tea and shine. (laughs) So let's talk about care of vitamins because confession, I had not actually gotten my care of vitamins yet. It's a long ordeal. What? I thought you got them. No, I did. I've, oh, yeah. I've been using them for a few weeks now, but um, I moved and they went to my old address and I had to like go to the rental office and go get them. It's across town. It was a big ordeal. It was a big ordeal, but now I have them and I'm a fan. Like, I'm a I, fan. I really like them. Yeah. Um, I feel, I haven't like, I don't think I've been taking it long enough to feel the true effects. Mm-hmm. I just like knowing that I'm putting vitamins and good things in my body. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see how my blend works for me. Yeah. And you know what I also realized? You don't have to take every single thing that's in your pack every day. Like sometimes I don't want to take the ashwagandha or I don't want to take the bacopa. Did you finally figure out how to do it? I don't know if that, that just came out naturally. So I'm hoping it was the right <laughs> the way ashwagandha. <laughs> The ashwagandha. It sounded um, legit. It did. It <laughs> might have been right or wrong. I don't know. But sometimes I'll just put them in a little like container and I'll take them later. Like you don't even have to take all of the four or five vitamins that you have in your little pack every day if you don't want to. So it's really customizable. Yeah. So if you're looking for a vitamin that is customizable just for you and your unique needs and no one else's and you know is derived from a really natural, wonderful source, we encourage you to go to takecareof.com. That's take care of, like I'm taking care of myself. Because mm-hmm, you are. Because you are. Um, go there and Take their little quiz. Just takes about five minutes. Find out what blend works best for you and what you need right now. And with the code SHINE, you can get 50% off your first month's order. You sure can. So hop on over and do it. And now let's hop on over to our interview with Sam Vanderweelen. Well, thanks for coming on the show. We're excited to reconnect since we last saw you in... Philly. What yeah. was that? A few weeks ago. The or, Good Fest. A few weeks ago. Count. It was like a couple months ago. <laughs> Not a few weeks ago. <laughs> Seems like just yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Do you mind just sort of introducing yourself to our listeners and give them a little bit of background about who you are and what you're doing now and all of that happy stuff? Yeah, sure. I would love to. Well, first of all, thank you guys so much for having me. I love your blog. Um, I'm friends with a few of your guests and I've I've loved so many of your episodes so far. So um, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And it was so great meeting you guys in my hometown in Philly, which I think was a couple months ago. Um, So yeah, so my name is Sam Vanderweelen and I am uh, an attorney by way of background and uh, now a certified health coach. And I also own my own business, uh, which is creatively titled Sam Vanderweelen LLC, um, which helps other entrepreneurs 
um, also tried to follow their passions like I did um, just a few years ago. So um, just to give everybody a little bit of background on um, how I got here today, because I think it's um, helpful for, especially I know the people that I work with really connect to this type of journey. So um, even just a little over a year ago, I was probably sitting in a large corporate office building somewhere, um, probably really depressed and <laughs> um, feeling down and very passionate about health and fitness and food. Um, I was well known in the firm as the person who always talked about food, who brought all mm-hmm. these crazy concoctions to work and um, you know, it was my real passion. And I saw how much my colleagues were really struggling with trying to balance a healthy lifestyle while also balancing the corporate lifestyle. And people were always thrown off by the fact that I, I seemingly was balancing both. So I might have had it, um, you know, kind of together on the outside in the sense that like I could prepare meals and I fit in workouts uh, to manage like my anxiety mm-hmm. and, and really like my depression from working um, in the law because I was very unhappy. But I was feeling incredibly unfulfilled in terms of my my work and my purpose in life. And I really connected with um, a lot of other women who felt the same way. Um, and so I kind of blended these two interests of people who wanted to start prioritizing self-care. And if that led to maybe leaving your job and maybe finding something you're more passionate mm-hmm. about, then great. Um, maybe that just meant prioritizing your hobbies and things that brought you a lot of joy outside of work, like what you guys do here, and and just trying to prioritize yourself more. So I started working with women one-on-one through my health coaching practice, which is called Huga Wellness. And I work with them in uh, three months coaching practice. And we meet twice a month for 50-minute sessions. And really, I I work with uh, women who are looking to find that passion in their life. Or if they already have it, then they want to learn how to integrate it more. And out of that business kind of grew the second baby mm. business. So, um, you know, I, I do have a background as an attorney and I, I do want to help women get clarity over starting their own business. I think that this whole process has gotten really confusing, but also very overwhelming. I was pretty alarmed um, when I got into the online wellness space, you know, how many courses were being thrown my way and how many claims like, you know, make six figures in three months mm. or something like yeah, this. And, my gosh. I see and, so much of that. Yeah. And I think people feel like they're not doing something right if, you know, they're not sitting on the beach in like Thailand on their computer or something like that, you know? So um, between that and people just feeling really confused and, you know, not maybe being quite in a position to reach out to an attorney yet, or maybe not even knowing that you need one, um, you know, at that stage of your business or, or not really knowing what all like the moving parts are to starting a business. And I started working with all of these women to help them get that done. And I realized, um, how passionate I am about helping other people find Mm -hmm. their passion through that channel. So um, that's what I am doing now and helping them through biz storming sessions, which are like one-on-one 90-minute intensive sessions um, for business planning and strategy, and then uh, legal templates and business resources uh, and templates for their coaching websites or um, blogs, small businesses, podcasts, things like that. That's so great. Yeah. I So I actually work for... Um, my boss started her own small business. And the things... I mean, even now, as I've been with her for a year, I feel like she still finds things in terms of setup and how things 
work from an operational standpoint mm-hmm. that, I mean, even three years into her business, there's just so much to it. So I just love, especially in an age where like, I feel like lots of people have a story where they, you know, they've realized that the the corporate life they were living, I mean, it works great for some people and a lot of people love it, mm-hmm. but some people, you know, there's now an alternative to exploring something new. And so you have all these people kind of doing their own thing, but it is overwhelming. And where do you start? Like, I love that that's, you kind of have both the health and wellness and you have both sides covered basically between your two business. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing I felt so bad for women that I talked to about because they would say like, oh, you know, I realize I should probably have a disclaimer. I should have some sort of terms and conditions or like I should be using terms of use for my my online course and my program. Like I'll go talk to a lawyer and I would say to them, like, don't waste your time because they don't understand what you do. Mm. You know, when I told my law firm that I was leaving to do what I was doing, the people there think that I became a yoga teacher. <laughs> so they, they don't get it. <laughs> that's their, they don't get it at all. Every time I run into somebody, somebody says, oh, I heard you became a yoga teacher. And I always say, I would love to, but no, I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just, I feel so much for people because people just don't understand this online space. And as you guys know, this online space is not a little tiny corner of the market. It's a huge thing. And it's really important that women protect themselves. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, the lawyer in me wants to tell everyone that there's not, you know, you can't insulate yourself, right, from legal protections like anyone pretty much in America can sue anyone for anything, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But, um, you know, we can do our best to feel comfortable and confident putting our content out there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's really cool about this stuff is like it gives you the freedom to create content from the heart. I know that when I we started the podcast and I even like started the Instagram. Oh my gosh, we just got our EIN number like two weeks ago. (laughs) Yeah, we still need to figure out some stuff with that too. Like maybe need to have a meeting after the podcast. Yeah, like I was like, what is this world? Like what is all this stuff? I, I was clueless. I just knew that it seemed really interesting and fun and I wanted to do it. And then now that I just started my health coaching practice, I mean, I'm not gonna be done until May of next year, but I'm already thinking to myself, like how do I build these programs and how do I work with people and what do I need to do to start my own business there? And it seems so overwhelming. And the thing that I love about you is you're so down to earth and you're so relatable. And it's like, I feel, it's like I, I'm talking to a friend about this stuff, you know? So I can't wait to use you when I get my health coaching practice up off the ground because you're just such a good resource and you are in the field, you're doing it and you're helping women with the other side of the whole business world. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, that's honestly, as an attorney, that's really your job too, is to understand what your clients do and think of all the pitfalls and and where the holes might exist. Mm -hmm. For example, like what we call holes in a business. And it doesn't necessarily mean there's anything wrong. It's just like, for example, if you're a health coach, when you're talking about what kind of services you offer and what you do, or even for example, like there are red flags that are raised um, when people use testimonials on their website. Mm. Um, That's a big deal too, because you want to make sure that your customers Customers or future customers understand that these results might not be typical for them, especially in the health coaching space, like people who are making maybe like weight loss claims or um, disease cure claims, kind of things like this. You want to be careful that someone doesn't think that by signing up with you, they automatically Mm. will achieve similar results or something like that. Interesting. 
I would have never even thought about that because I we do marketing consulting. That's what I do for my full time job for credit unions, and like I use testimonials all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never even thought about. It. I was like, oh, you told me we could use your likeness. Cool. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I mean, being an attorney is a blessing and a curse, you know, because this is kind of the way that my brain works. Mm-hmm. But I do have to say, like, not not to play on the fear tactic or anything like this, but just honestly, I've had this conversation with friends uh, in this in the wellness space too, that I, I am nervous with the amount of health coaches that are coming out, that there's not adequate like training in this area. Mm-hmm. So I am a little nervous that this is still so new that we haven't really experienced a wave of any issues. And I, I really hope that there are none. I hope people are responsible and they do the right thing and, and you know take some self-responsibility, but you just never know. And I, I want people to feel comfortable and confident in their business. Yeah, I've been thinking it was actually a reason that I was a little bit nervous to start the program because I was like, there's so many people doing this. And like, am I really gonna, I know that I'm gonna get a certification, but like, I want to make sure I'm credible. I want to make sure that and of course, like I haven't even gotten my self into the program very much yet. But it does seem like it's a very saturated field right now. And I think it's good and bad. I think it's awesome that people are really interested in wellness. And then I think that people really honestly want to help others. But I see so much about like you were even saying like, take your business here or you can make six figures here or I can make like in the health coaching world, it's like, I do this and I do this. Look at how healthy and wonderful I am. I can help you do this. And it's like, where is the truth, you know? And where are people exaggerating? And then it gets overwhelming because sometimes I read all that stuff and I'm like, oh my gosh, I like don't even want to I can't do this anymore. I can't even take in all of this information. It just gets so much. Don't compare. You do you, Nina. I know. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think authenticity is so important in that respect. You know, I think that people can kind of sniff that stuff out. Um, I I know I certainly, like before I even got into this space, there were certain um, health coaches or bloggers whose messages I was attracted to more Mm -hmm. than others because it just felt more genuine. Even like the responses on social media, if you would interact with them, felt more genuine. um, And there felt like there was some kind of like mutual, respect back and forth. Um, But I also think, you know, picking your niche. And I think especially when you can tie it to something personal or like for anybody who's maybe listening, who's thinking about starting a practice or has a practice and is like struggling finding a niche. I think people really connect when you had a struggle or you've had some sort of personal growth and development in an area. And so like, I know for me, it was a lot of stress, but like that I dealt with as an attorney and and how I figured out how to Mm -hmm. deal with that in a healthy way. But also like the anxiety and hopelessness I had out of being in a career that I was like, oh my goodness, like, what am I going to do if this is the rest of my life? And I felt like I made such a mistake and I I really had to pick myself up and kind of put myself back together. And I I wrote an article once where I like wrote this line that just kind of came out and and I felt like I really connected with what I wrote, but it said, um, like I had gotten so far down a, a path I didn't intend to go down that I didn't even know how to get back home. And, you know, I think like for me, that's my authentic journey. And that's me sharing that with other people who are kind of in a similar space, maybe somewhere along that path. But like for you guys or or for anybody who's listening who wants to start something, I would just encourage you to like think about what authentic journey you have to share with people. Yeah, I not to take over the mic, Liz, but... No, <laughs> you always know when I'm going to ask a question. I know. Like, you I always can, look at me like... Oh. I, I want to see if she's going to ask. Him. But that's kind of what happened with me is I went through so many things with my anxiety and just um, health issues that I was dealing with. And 
once I started to feel better myself, I just became so passionate about like wanting to introduce this to other people. And so when I'm even thinking about the health coaching stuff, I'm not even necessarily being like, I need to make this my full-time career now. It's like, I just want to start it and maybe help some people and see if I like it and learn more about it and just kind of see where it goes. Like, I'm just, I'm very much put off by the people that seem to be pushy, pushy, pushy. And like you said, like you're so authentic when I talk to you on Instagram or Simi, we all, we all know we Simi. We all love Simi. And it's just, you can tell when people are being genuinely authentic and kind and coming from a place of, I've been there. I want to help you too. Yeah. And I, to comment on that quickly too, because I was thinking of her while I was saying this, that my, <laughs> my friend Simi, who I, who I love dearly, she so she was really helpful for me in this respect that like I have a lot of anxiety and I want to play out like the what ifs from now till next mm-hmm. Sunday, 17 different ways. And, you know, in the beginning of, of, of starting this, like we were talking about how crowded the space was. I remember talking to Simi and saying like, I don't know what's going to happen. What about this? And she was like, well, let's just look at it a different way. Like, what, what if something happens? It's like so incredible that like you can't even think of it right now. Or what if cool things pop up that you didn't plan yeah. for? Like just, it's actually really cool that you don't know what's going to happen. Like, let's just see where this goes. Kind of sit back like and watch somebody else drive the bus. I mean, you're doing all the work, so you can watch somebody else drive the bus. So how exactly did, like, was there a moment when you said, all right, I got to get out of this corporate law world and move on to other things. Liz, we know this moment, I think, from our good fest oh, dinner. Oh, yes. yes. Was it the, yeah. Is it the plane ride? Yes. If I, you think that's a helpful story. Yes. <laughs> I think it's the, the plane ride story. Anybody. It's the most interesting <laughs> story ever. A, because... I have an intense fear of flying and I'm like, look, see, no, it's fine. I'm like, look, see, this stuff happens. Yeah. And just a little background for our listeners. I know we touched on this in the beginning of the episode, but me and Liz went to the Good Fest in Philly. We chatted about it. And then you also went and we all three listened to Katie Dalebout's podcast and she had a dinner meetup. Mm -hmm. And then that's when we started chatting more. And that's where we heard the story about the plane. Yeah, I don't I don't remember how it came up. Maybe something because we were talking about like the origins of the word huga, which is also a super interesting conversation. But um <laughs> yeah, as to as to like the moment that this all kind of came to a head, I mean it had been in the works for years in, in terms of my head. Um so it's actually kind of funny to go back and look at some of my journal entries and say, like I started years and years and years ago, I started writing and being like, I think I want to do something to help other people mm. like learn how to balance a healthy lifestyle. So it is kind of funny to see how these seeds are, are planted. But in terms of the like aha, you know, pivotal moment, um last year I went on a really cool trip all around Scandinavia and um one of the places I went was Denmark and that's where I learned about Kuga. And honestly, I was just super burnt out from work um, on the trip because anybody who knows anything about like being an attorney, we, we operated on a billable hour structure. So when you take time off, you don't have like vacation time. Like there's no, there's no like dedicated time off. So the hours that you were supposed to have billed during that time just have to be made up somewhere else. So mm. the whole time I was on this trip, I was just like panicking because I was like, this is not a vacation, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I really felt like everything was coming down on me. And being in Scandinavia, I mean, you know, it's a it's a super fascinating place in general, but um, 
there was just something about seeing how darn happy everybody was. And they seemed very carefree and people were spending a lot of time outdoors. And I noticed people weren't on their phones and they were meeting like up one-on-one at cafes and nobody was distracted. And it just, it, it was glorious. just a real, yeah, it was a real like aha moment for me in terms, that part I think for me was just like happiness is not in my paycheck. Yes. and you know, I'll make it work. Like I, I am not, you know, I've been asked a million times, like, Oh, do you just not need any money or something like that? It's like, no, of course not. I do contribute contribute to my family. I contribute to my household. There is very much a, a need for that. And so, um, yeah, I, I just had this kind of realization while we were on the trip, but it was on the way back uh, from that trip back to Philly um, that we were actually like in the middle of the Atlantic and the plane dropped several thousand feet and we had very severe turbulence on the flight. Sadly, my coffee that was in my hand went flying up in the air oh and all gosh. the coffee went all over this gift bag that I had from Sweden with all the stuff I had from Sweden, which I like really, really treasured Um but anyway, um, I started immediately crying and um, really, really panicked. And every everybody, or I should say a lot of people on the plane did. I just remember thinking at the moment, like, if this had happened, if something had happened more significantly than me spilling my coffee, then, you know, I would have gone down at the time, 28 years old, having, having practiced law for five years totally miserable, had become somebody who I couldn't even stand to listen to speak anymore, was always complaining, acting like a victim of my circumstances. And I have this huge passion for something so positive. Like, what am I doing? What am I waiting Mm -hmm. for? Nothing is going to change. Nothing is going to be any different. And, and as I always used to say, like, I didn't want to be my boss when I grew up, right? So, like, what was the point of, of continuing down that path that wasn't, to me, going anywhere positive? And I just felt so silly in that moment. I, I don't really have another word for it. Wow. That's such a touching story. I feel like it was like a, a literal your off, jolt. Yeah. A literal jolt to reality. Like your consciousness <laughs> just woke up and was like, hey, listen. And I hear like sometimes we need, like the universe like throws at us something huge like that to be like, you need to listen to me now. Like, what am I trying to tell you? And I think if I had been paying more attention, like like I encourage my clients to, yeah. if I had been paying more attention, I was having health issues as a result of the stress. I mean, mm-hmm. forget like the anxiety, but I was having, like my body was telling me this isn't okay. You know, and I was crying on my way to work or I was hiding in the bathroom for like long periods of time because I was so terrified to go back um, or, or I would go in there for like a reprieve, you know, for a couple of minutes from mm-hmm. the stress. And, you know, I, I wish looking back on it that I had been more aware, but now with some space, I actually think it was really important for mm-hmm. me to go through that. Well, and I feel like like that makes you, when you speak with people that go through that kind of similar thing, like going back to relatability, you've been there. It, it's so much more authentic having those words come from someone that knows what that feeling is like when yeah. you're, you know, if they're trying to get out of a similar situation. Yeah, definitely. And, and feeling that sense of like hopelessness in the sense of, you know, is this going to be my forever? What am I going to do? Or, you know, some of the clients that I work with now, they don't have that um, outside passion that they're able to turn to right away. Some people just say like, I know I hate what I do, but I 
don't know what else to do. Or they say like, hmm, my job's fine. I, I mean, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't light me up every day, but like, I would just like to have more joy in my day to day. You know, I would like to do things for fun again. I don't do anything for fun. So how do you encourage them? What are some steps that you tell them to take to start getting that fun back into their lives? Because I'm sure we have a lot of listeners that either are in that place where they, they do want to quit their job or that they're content and they're fine where they're at, but they just need a spark again. Yeah. So actually, either way, even if you do want to quit your job and for those people who just like don't, they would love to quit or or change careers, change jobs, but they don't know what to change to. Mm -hmm. And then also those people who maybe like their jobs, but they just want more joy in their life. I mean, first of all, obviously, if you know that there are things already that bring you joy, then I want you to cultivate more of those experiences in your life, which bring those feelings that you're looking for. So one quick example of uh, something I encourage my clients to do is if, you know, sometimes they'll say like, oh, I don't know, I can't think of anything. So I'll say, you know, maybe not while we're on the phone, but like later after our session, why don't you think back or look at your calendar, look through your social media, you know, whatever you need to do Mm -hmm. and jog your memory. Like what things have you done over the last month that truly brought you joy? And so sometimes they'll ask me like, well, what does that mean? Like, do you have to be like over the moon, laughing, happy? (laughs) And I'll always say like, I, maybe because I'm visual, but like, I think of a tank, like a, like a gas tank and like what things added fuel to your tank and maybe think of the things that also depleted it. Cause that's helpful too. Mm -hmm. And if people can't think of things when, when kind of uh, working through that exercise, I would encourage you to start trying things like just trying and being open, saying yes more often. Um, when friends ask you to go, maybe like join them for some activity or try some new class. If you live in a town where there are studios available or different classes available, I'd encourage you just to try. And I I really use like the Goldilocks theory for a lot of the things that I do because I think it really works actually. (laughs) Yeah. Like try a little bit of this, try a little bit of that and see what's best for you. That's why we just got class pass. And part of it's because I probably have ADD and like, I don't know, when I join studios, like after a while, I'm like, I want to do something else. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, having like a dedicated studio to yoga or to whatever. And so that's what I, that's my whole, I'm trying to say yes to more. Yeah, I am trying to have more fun because by nature, I love to control things. And so um, that means that fun (laughs) sometimes suffers when I try to, you know, make the situation in my own realm. But I've just been like going to classes Mm -hmm. and I went kayaking this this weekend. We both have tried a lot of new things. Like uh, we both went, we're kind of on the same path. We both went, well, I went canoeing and you went kayaking. Because you inspired me. I saw your picture and I was like, I want to go. And then my husband (laughs) bought a bike and is like all on the bike life now. And then Liz and Zach just got bikes and now I'm looking for a bike. We both got class pass. So I just tried Pure Bar for the first time. Oh, that's awesome went to my second class today. Oh my God, it's a killer. Like it is probably one of the toughest workouts I've ever done. My muscles Your were legs are like, yes. yes. Oh gosh, they were shaking. There they were, were muscles that I didn't know existed. Yeah. Like, why does this hurt? I didn't know that could hurt. But, um, and now that I'm thinking about it, like it, I'm smiling now just talking about it, but it's really lit me up just to explore and try these new things. You got to kind of put yourself out there because like me and Liz were just talking about at the Pure Bar class, like I didn't know what I was doing today. And I looked around, I, like everybody knew what they were doing. I had to like call the instructor over to help put these straps on my feet. It was so yeah. embarrassing. <laughs> but yeah, you kind of have to just put yourself out there. 
That's the only way you grow. I mean, you, you really do. You have to put yourself in like somewhat uncomfortable. I mean, it doesn't have to be to the point where you, you can't take it. But yeah, um, I, I really do think that's important. But Nina, you also said something that's, that's really important. So this reminds me too, like if anybody's sitting down to try to, to like think up of these things and like write down the things that they've done the last 30 days, like on your, on your sheet, if you were to write this down, like you wouldn't necessarily write kayaking or like maybe you would write kayaking, but then it would be like, okay, but what about that? Like, was mm-hmm. it being outdoors? Was it trying something new? Were you with friends? Maybe, um, like, I don't know. So I guess just thinking of more of like the elements that mm-hmm. make up that activity, because, you know, maybe it's possible that in Ohio, you can't go kayaking all the time. Right. So if you're then in December thinking to yourself like, Oh, Nina, you haven't been doing enough things lately to make yourself happy. What should you do? And you look at your list and it says kayaking, you're going to feel like, you know, Oh, I can't do that anymore. So but true. if it says new experiences and being around new people, then you go try something that fits that category. Yeah. Yeah. Look kind of broader, no, basically. Yeah. I love that. And I we talked about this a little bit when we had our live podcast at the Wonder Jam, but the transitions can be really hard for me. And so every time I transition to summer, you would think like, oh my gosh, it's summer. Like I, it's time to be happy. I have so much free time. I don't have to work. But actually I get in a little bit of a funk because I don't know. I honestly, I didn't know why for a long time. And then I realized what it was, at least I think. And it's that I'm around people so much every day, all the time, that when I'm not, it's that that's one of the things that brings me joy. And all my friends are working during the summer yeah. and I'm by myself with Jackson a lot, which I love hanging out with my dog. But it's yeah. like, you're right. When you break it down, it's like, well, what's the big picture here? Oh, it's that you love to be surrounded by people. It's that you love to have conversation. It's that you love this and that. So how can I find that now in a different way. It doesn't have to be going to work. It could be, like you said, taking a class or just finding those connections in another form. Definitely. And that's why it's so important to understand it, like the kind of 30,000 foot view of uh, of really knowing yourself, honestly. And that, but that process really for a lot of people only comes through the kind of Goldilocks experimentation mm-hmm. and, and, um, or, or really sitting down and spending the time to think about things critically like that. And so for someone like you, you know, I would encourage you to think about those experiences you can create this summer that put you in that situation, you know, that put you around other people and that that you know will make you happy. I will have to keep doing that and exploring options. So going kind of back to health specifically, what is, do you have like a health philosophy that you bring into practice with your, with that side of what you do? Yeah. So I I think my philosophy is probably pretty similar to other holistic health coaches in that I truly believe that by figuring out, so this whole conversation we've had now about finding ways to fill yourself up, like notice that the things we talked about, like had nothing to do with, um, like hitting the gym or, you know, um, like meal prepping, you know, all this kind of stuff. So that working with women who will say, you know, I'm not happy because I'm 30 pounds overweight or something like this, you know, Mm -hmm. and then we start breaking it down. And when, when I start asking these questions about like, what do you do for fun? They think it's like a throwaway question, but it's really interesting that a lot of times in our life, 
the, the answer to that question will be like nothing, you know, or I don't do anything for myself. I'm, I'm taking care of everyone else. And so really my philosophy is that we can fill up your tank and fill you up with uh, sources that bring you joy. Then you're not going to look to outside sources like food and exercise, drugs, alcohol, you know, anything else that's going to do it for you because you're already feeling fulfilled. And so you're going to approach every meal every exercise, every anything, because you want to, because it makes you feel good, because you're looking for certain feelings or experiences. Like, for example, um, you know, I love to work out because I just love the way it makes me feel. It makes me feel strong and confident, but I don't work out to lose weight mm -hmm. because I already feel okay about that because I feel pretty fulfilled now as a person. Um, and so that's really how I approach health and wellness. I mean, in addition to, to truly believing that, you know, food is medicine and, and that you can really alter a lot of things with lifestyle choices and a positive mindset. I mean, I take a very holistic view of health. I love that. I, I completely agree with everything you just said. And I think a lot of times when we're unhappy, we do try and figure out what it is externally. Like, oh, I need more of this, or I need less of this, or I need to physically change this about myself. But the more you really get to know you and and like you said, just fulfill yourself with things that really light you up, you realize that all of those other things were just a control mechanism. Yes. Yeah. And also, you know, I, I just know from my own experience that when I was practicing as an attorney, I felt very out of control of my my life's direction, you know, mm. or, or like my life's fulfillment. And so it, it's probably no coincidence that at that time, I remember I went through uh, probably a year or two where like Monday through Friday, I would quote unquote eat clean, you know, and I, mm -hmm. I would uh, like ditch carbs Monday through Friday only to like gorge all weekend because I felt so much anxiety on the weekend that I had to go back to work on Monday. Wow. Um, and I would follow, you know, I would buy like some new um, fitness plan or try to follow some new like challenge online and I would always fall off of it and then, you know, feel very guilty that I couldn't stick to anything and this kind of stuff. But it's just really funny. Like this stuff just kind of fell, fell away after um, I stopped, you know, in that working in that field. And after I kind of removed that part of my unhappiness. And I was just actually telling Simi the other day that um, it's really funny that every time I've been running into people lately uh, that I haven't seen in a while, they keep telling me that I look like I've lost weight. <sighs> and it's just so funny because I actually think I, I have no idea because I don't own a scale and I've never weighed myself, but like I probably have gained weight because I've built a business on a computer for like the last year. Right. And so I was saying to her, like, I bet you it's just that I look happier. Yeah. You're just lighter I don't and brighter. Think I've lost a pound. Yeah. 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 It's funny. It's really true that when you can just tell somebody's energy and mm -hmm. if you think about it, when somebody's feeling great, it's like your eyes are brighter, you're standing a little bit taller, your skin may be glowing. And it, it really shows like the way you feel internally will reflect externally as well. Yes, definitely. And, you know, I, I do think it's important just to mention because I've, I've kind of made this um, something I'm sharing a lot with the, the new business is that, you know, leaving your job or just becoming an entrepreneur, even, even if it's your side hustle or like some side job, you know, isn't an answer or a cure either. Mm -hmm. Like my problems or my anxiety or any, my worrying that I do, um, it didn't change because I left careers. Um, I can, I'm just like willing to tackle it in a different way. 
you know, I worked all like most of Sunday this week because I wanted to, because I was so excited about the project that I was working on. And you wouldn't have caught me dead working in a, in the law firm, even though I should have been on the weekends. So, you know, I just, I think it's important too, just to note that like, it's, it's okay. And it's normal. It's to be expected. Like if, if you're somebody who's maybe just made the switch or thinking of making the switch, it's okay. And you, sh- you know, you should try to be comfortable with some level of uh, stress and discomfort. Yeah. I, th- I think we underestimate like making that transition into, you know, something new. I think we underestimate, you know, we spend so much time at work. It's no wonder that what we're doing professionally, like you think of them as very separate. Like we always talk about like work-life balance, but they're so integrated Mm -hmm. and we spend so much time, you know, trying to figure out what fulfills us professionally or, you know, what our career goals are, whatever that looks like for our listeners. You know, I I was thinking about it today, actually, that I probably spend more time at work than I do like spending quality time at home or spending, you know, when when I look at sheer hours in a day and what I'm doing... So I think it's really important to get a grasp of how, you know, those, your career ambitions or what's stressing you out at work or how, you know, you're feeling joy or not feeling joy, how that affects your, your physical life, your mm-hmm. personal well-being, your health, all of those things. Yeah, definitely. And that, so for people who are feeling really down about their current job or even their current career or career path, it, you know, if you're feeling that way, it's really important to think about whether you've maybe accidentally or inadvertently made your career your life. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, it, it's funny that we do allow these careers that we're really unhappy in to then be the only thing that we have. And so that is a definite definite mistake that I made. I am definitely to blame for having been miserable as an attorney. And I very much put that on my shoulders. I could have done a lot more than I did. I could have prioritized my time differently, but because I was feeling so down there, I didn't put my energy towards more positive things. I would just come kind of come home and like collapse, you know, but that's my fault. And so, um, you know, I would really encourage people to try to find the, you know, not just not to make your work your life. And so by prioritizing yourself and carving out time for yourself, and maybe it has to be at night, maybe it has to be on the weekends, but make sure you're fitting those things in. So do you think that would be maybe the first step you would give somebody who's feeling this way is prioritize some self-care and find what lights you up? Yes, definitely. I mean, one of the things we talk about um, a lot is why why is work getting you so down? And I feel terrible talking about it sometimes because, you know, and I'm very honest with my clients that I'm telling you this because I made this mistake, right? So like, I'm not trying to be a hypocrite, but the mistake that I made was that I said I was so miserable in my career and then didn't do other things outside of it while I was still developing my career. And so some people that I work with, they'll say like, well, I can't leave my job. You know, they have family circumstances, financial, or maybe they just feel like they've put a lot into it so far and they want to give it a go. So then, yes, the the first step there would be like, okay, what are you doing for fun? Right. What if, if, okay, fine. The job makes you really upset. What do you do to fill your tank back up? And a lot of times the answer will be nothing. Mm -hmm. Do you, have you talked to any clients that have gotten out of that, like who have had those negative feelings and they were able to like find joy and, and kind of 
get the spark again in their professional life? Or is it kind of like once you go down that, you're, it's like a lost cause kind of situation? <laughs> you no, gotta no, go. No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's a lost cause. I mean, of course, some, unfortunately, like some people are dealing with more like clinical issues or something like that. But I, I think if it's just like you're feeling blue, which is essentially where I was, you know, I was just really blue and down. I, I can think of a client I have in particular who like I kind of went through the exercise that like Nina did where it was like, you know, let's talk about the things you like to do for fun. At that point, she had stopped doing, right? Like she was only working and she gets done her job pretty early. And then she was coming home and just like collapsing for the rest of the day and then Mm -hmm. saying how miserable she was because she hated her job. And I totally understood her job was really stressful and there were a lot of cruddy things going on. But, um, so she, when I asked her, like, well, what did you used to do for fun, right? So this is a really good exercise to go through if that if you're not currently doing something. It's like, think back to the last time you were doing things that you enjoyed. Like, think back to a period of time. And then what were you doing? And then again, that same exercise, like, well, what was it about those things? So for her, we realized that community was really important. So she's a single woman living by herself. And for her, she had really missed that community element. And once we integrated that community, community back into her life. And granted, she had to find a new community because her her living situation, she was living in a different city. So this is like a really good example, right? Like she couldn't just go back to what she was doing before. So she had to figure out like how to go and integrate herself. And so for her, she liked fitness communities. And so she found a new place and te- had to test out a few and found one she liked, click with some of the women there. Like, you know, and then one thing leads to another, like they get um, coffee after the gym or they hang out on the weekend mm-hmm. and like, stuff rolled for her and she started to feel so much more fulfilled and not one thing had changed in her job, right? Like everything else had stayed the same. It was just that she plugged back in. It's all about listening to what your body and your mind is telling you. Like when you're getting these feelings of sadness or overwhelm or whatever the case may be, it's like these these are signs and these are signals and now it's time to tune in. Yeah, definitely. And I and I think people are actually really intuitive when when they start talking to me, especially like during our sessions, they'll start saying, you know, I used to go here and I loved it and now I don't go anymore and I feel so disconnected. And it's like, okay, well what you know, how can we get that back into it? And you know, that's really the role of a health coach is just to be there not only to support, but I like to kind of help. I'm a, I'm like a doer. So I like to help strategize and really plan, you know, and mm-hmm. like, let's figure out how to get this done and let's put it on your calendar. I think that's a great way um, for you to prioritize yourself, especially like for those of you who work in an office or something like that, or maybe have a shared calendar with your family or something like that. Like, prioritize yourself and really block this time off. And you, you, we really have to work together to get to a mental space where they feel like that's something that they deserve and that that's not selfish. Mm. That is a big one yeah. that I've seen is that, and especially in women, it's, it's mm-hmm. I, I'm really guilty. I'm like, I should be doing this. I, I'm a yes. really bad shoulder. Like I, <laughs> oh, I, I shouldn't be spending my time like, like I just um, texted my husband because I got this new bike and I was like, we should go for a bike ride tomorrow. And then I immediately was like, oh, but I, I should be like cleaning, not doing that. <laughs> but but truthfully, if I like indulge in a little self-care, which for me is hard to do because I feel like, I don't know, I don't deserve it or something, which is not true. It makes every, it'll make me like want to mm-hmm. clean. It'll give me the energy to like power through some of that other stuff that I really like don't want to do. <laughs> well, and that's another point that I wanted to ask is that sometimes when you're stuck in it, it's hard to 
to put yourself out there and to do something new. Like, especially if you've had a hard day at work or you've had multiple hard days at work, it's like, for some reason, all you want to do is come home and sit and like our, in, our natural instinct is to want to kind of sulk and pity in it. You know what I mean? But it's like, how do you get yourself to be like, okay, it's mind switch. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to hop on the bike or I'm going to, you know, it's like totally transferring your energy from negative to a positive space. That can be really hard for people. Yeah, I think I think there are kind of two scenarios, both of which are, are perfectly okay in my book. But like the one scenario is that if you've had a couple of really hard days at work or like something is difficult that's going on in your life, like maybe just not accept it, but like accept it for what it is, I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's okay to be like, yeah, I had plans to go to the gym tonight, but I had a couple of like really tough days at work. You know what sounds really good? Like Netflix and some ice cream. That's okay. (laughs) But I I think the most important part of it is just being mindful that that's what you want to do. And then I I think it's really important to get into the space where you're like, I'm making a choice. Like you're just not operating on autopilot where you come home from your job every day, you plop down onto the couch and then get out Mm. the ice cream. But if you decide like, that's actually what would feel really good to me right now, then go for it. Like, but enjoy it. Be mindful. You know, don't be flipping through Instagram. If if you really want to like unplug and and relax, like do what you want to do. And then I think the flip side scenario would be, yeah, sometimes you do have to give yourself some tough love and say, you know, maybe I've been sulking a little too much lately, mm-hmm. or like I've thrown I've thrown myself my pity party like long enough, and now I need to pack up and go. I try to get into the headspace and encourage others to get into the headspace that like you want the feeling. So yeah, sure. You don't want to like probably go to the gym or you probably don't want to go for a bike ride, but do you want the way that you feel Mm -hmm. afterwards? And do you want the result? You know, maybe your confidence, your increased energy, your stamina, whatever it is. That's a really good way to look at it. Kind of like the end result instead of how do I want to the activity itself? No, exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's why, you know, for any for any goal setting in general, when people come to me and they say, you know, I want to lose my I have I send a client intake in the beginning and it's like like a six page questionnaire that's really like a journaling technique. And one of the questions is, you know, talks about through their goal it walks them through their goals. And people will write goals like, um, I want to lose ten pounds, right? So then when I work with them, I break it down and say, like, why do you want to lose ten pounds? They'll say, like, well, I want to be skinny. Right. Or I want to be thinner than I, or I want to be like I was before. But then we say like, well, well what was it about the way you felt before that mm-hmm. was, that was so positive for you? Well, I felt confident. You know, I felt comfortable in my clothes. I felt sexy. I felt like I could wear whatever I wanted. I felt stronger. I felt leaner. You know, I like for me personally, I get a lot of confidence out of my athletic ability because I have an athletic background and, you know, that's something I took a lot of pride in. Um, and so I know that like my pride and confidence come from that. It's not like a vanity thing. It's just that's what kind of makes me up as a person. Mm-hmm. And so I really encourage people to take your, well, I call what I call the goal results, right? So the, maybe the result of doing all those things is like losing 10 pounds, mm-hmm. but working backwards to all those feelings and the, and the experiences you want to experience along the way. It's all about the feelings. Yeah. Well, and this reminds me of, I was listening to a podcast, um, Maddie Moon's podcast. I just started listening to it. Liz, I don't know if I've told you about her No, yet, I don't know about Maddie Moon. Yeah, I, I really like her. I like her name. Yeah, Maddie Moon. Yeah, me too. And she said something that really 
hit me and it was all about it was all about this like when when you're feeling a certain way like how do we pull ourselves up out of it like if we're feeling anxious if we're feeling depressed if we're just not having a good time like how do we pull ourselves out of it and she said whenever you make sure you're making your decision out of love then that's the right decision so it's like when you said your clients are like well I want to lose 10 pounds if it's about because I look terrible because of this because of that it's like you're not doing that out of love like you're you're talking yourself down but if it's like I'm going to choose to live healthfully because I want to feel good in my skin and I, you know, like I want to feel energized and then you lose 10 pounds. It's like, well, now you've done all of these things and you've chosen to do them out of love. And that's when you know you've made the right decision. Or if you want to sit and have ice cream and watch Netflix, if you're doing that out of love and not like, man, I'm so lazy. I'm the worst. I can't believe I'm doing this, you know, then just thinking of it in that respect really helps me I don't know. See if make sure I'm doing it the right way. I, I feel guess. like if you go at it from that standpoint too, anything that you actually accomplish as a result of that mindset is more sustainable. So I feel like negative reinforcement and guilt and shame, like I think to an extent can be motivators for like a really short period of time. But I think that's when you see stuff like, you know, a, a rapid weight loss, like a fad diet kind of thing. And then it comes back because mm-hmm. you haven't really gotten to addressed, the yeah, the the root issue there. Yeah, and I, I think this is why intuitive eating is so powerful. And this is why it's something that I really believe in and have adopted for myself and my living. And um, I encourage my clients to explore it because, you know, sometimes when we first start talking about the concept of intuitive eating and like eating in tune with what your body wants and needs and craves um, and what we need just on a day to day to nourish our bodies, you know, a lot of people will say to me, like, well, you know, if I just ate whatever I wanted, like, wouldn't I just eat like 12 slices of pizza every day or something like that? Like, that sounds awesome. You'd get tired of it. (laughs) Well, yeah, not right. So not only would you get tired of it, but like, if you're thinking of, like you said, if you're thinking of, uh, of eating that way as a way to show yourself love, like, first of all, is that a way to show yourself love? And, And second of all, if you're operating under those, like the feelings, uh, goals that we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. So like you're thinking about how you want to feel. So when you think back to the last time you ate 12 slices of pizza (laughs) or a cheeseburger or whatever, I don't know, something, not not that any of those things are bad. I'm just saying. So, you know, if you think back to the last time you ate those, like, how did you feel afterwards? And do you want to feel like that now? And sometimes, again, this goes back to that, like, kind of self-compassion thing that we talked about earlier. Sometimes the answer is yes. Right. Yeah. So like sometimes it is like, yeah, I really do actually want the cheeseburger. It sounds really good, but I'm going to be present and mindful while I eat it so that I actually get the most out of it. And I'll probably have like a good version of it. Right. But it, you can approach food that way, too, as a way to, to like love your body and celebrate the body that you've been given. That's so true. I That's what I think of every time I'm trying to figure out what I want to eat. And sometimes I can I can go overboard a little bit like me and Cody were up in like the Akron Canton area visiting family. And we went to this restaurant on the lake and I'm not joking you when I say they didn't have one healthy option. Like they, I usually <laughs> I can find a healthy option or a version. And I, you know, I'm the annoying person that like says, can I have this instead of that or whatever? Me too. But I couldn't. And Cody was like, he literally looked at me. He was like, just eat the tacos, like eat the chicken tacos tacos. with the sour cream and blah, 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 blah. And I kind of started to get anxious about it. And then I was like, you know what? Like that does sound good right now. And I'm just Mm going to eat the tacos. And I did catch myself wanting to cycle into, I can't believe you just ate that. Like this is going to make you feel so bad. But then I realized 
you know, I didn't feel bad afterwards. Like, and I didn't get a stomach ache and I didn't have brain fog. And you know what? Like, maybe it's okay for me to choose to eat the sour, creamy chicken, like dive bar tacos once in a while. Yeah. And that's totally, you're giving, I feel like in that scenario, you're giving the food control over you. I like, was. Yes. A taco should not tell you how to feel. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot of power. It's a lot of power to give food. And like on a practical level, you know, especially when people, you know, people are trying to lose weight or something like that, they'll feel very guilty about like breaking, you know, cheating, breaking a habit yeah. or breaking a diet or something like that. But, you know, I always try to coach them just from like a realistic perspective, like that one plate of tacos or like those couple slices of pizza, that didn't put on the way that you feel now, you know, it didn't put on the weight and it's not going to take it off either. And again, it's getting back to that idea that that's like those tacos, like don't make you up Nina as a person, right? Like <laughs> right. Nina is a, a person outside of those tacos. And what so- was your quote, Liz? I just got to remember forever. <laughs> don't let the tacos tell you how to feel. <laughs> Yeah, I think you said that the tacos had a lot of power. Yeah, <laughs> oh, taco goodness. power. Taco no, I'm thinking power. of Mina being made fully of tacos. Like her whole being is made up of sour cream Sounds chicken tacos. Awesome, you know me. Yeah. Me gotta love my tacos. I know how to pick yeah. my friends. The ones that are made of tacos. Yeah, I would hang out with them too. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, I think all of this. Like, if you want to wrap it up in a pretty little bow and put it all in a box, it really comes down to self-love and finding what lights you up and and really, like, not feeling guilty for doing things that really make you feel good. Yeah, so I, you know, I just want to encourage everyone that if you're feeling unfulfilled, whether it's related to your job or not, I would really encourage you to start with prioritizing self-care. And by prioritizing self-care, you can take the time to figure out what really lights you up, you know, what refills your tank when you feel down. And if you already know the answer to that question, then that's awesome. You're, you're like 10 steps ahead. But if you don't, then I would encourage you just to think back about the last things that you've done um, recently in the last few months that have made you feel that way. And think about the elements that made up those experiences and how you can bring more of those experiences experiences into your day-to-day life now. How can you create those experiences that bring you the feelings? Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully those feelings are like more joy and more happiness and carefree and less stress. You know, feeling like you have more power over food um, and that you're in the driver's seat, the food's not in the driver's seat. And those things um, kind of come afterwards, right? Because as you approach the food or you approach fitness as a fulfilled, happy person, those decisions will become more and more natural as you move along. And for anybody who's, um, you know, interested in starting their own health coaching practice or any other small business, I would really encourage you to think about what lights you up again. You know, I would Mm -hmm. think um, anything that you can do that can help someone because you're passionate about it, people are going to see that from a mile away. Um, And I think that's when we do our best work, when it really comes from the heart and you will feel more fulfilled along the way. Makes me so happy to hear. You're awesome. Yeah. This was was such a fulfilling conversation for me. Like the words that you spoke just reaffirmed a lot of the things I've been feeling. And Mm -hmm. yeah, thank you so much for that. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm so glad that it was helpful. Yeah. So how can our listeners learn more about you and your services and, and just keep in touch with you on social media, all of the above? 
Yeah, sure. So um, my new business, Sam Vanderwielen, is at samvanderwielen.com. And that's really geared towards entrepreneurs, coaches, um, and online creatives. I definitely have more resources geared towards the health coaching or wellness sector because that's what I was doing. So for any of you coaches, I even have things on there like um, health coach uh, client questionnaire templates that you can download and send immediately to your new clients. Um, or things like privacy policies for your website or client contracts, things like that. So you can find um, more about me and my background and all of the products and services I offer uh, there, like the business um, planning and strategy sessions, which I call biz storming sessions. Um, that, all that information is on samvanderwillen.com. And you can also find me in my health coaching practice, Huga Wellness, that's H-Y-G-G-E, wellness. And that's hugawellness.com. And I'm on Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, Facebook. Um, I have Facebook page, everything, um, either at Huga Wellness or at Sam Vanderwillen. And I would love for to hear from any or all of you. I'm, I'm happy to answer anybody's questions or um, if anybody needs to bounce any ideas off me, I would love to help. It's so wonderful. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you again so much for, for coming on the podcast and chatting with us. It has been a awesome conversation. I loved every minute. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. All right, guys. Well, we really hope you enjoyed that episode with Sam. I highly recommend that if you are in the health coaching field or starting your own small business to really hit her up because she is so easy to talk to and she really can guide you and lead you into making some some good choices for your business. So I would definitely hop over to her website or her Instagram and check her out. Absolutely. And as always, check us out on our podcast. Please, Please subscribe and review. Um, also make sure you're following us on social media. We're on Instagram and Facebook. We also have wineandshinepodcast.com where we would love to hear your story ideas and other you know thoughts you have on the podcast, anything. We've gotten some like the coolest emails from people. Yeah, like honestly, we've received a couple of emails. Um, I got some great tips on meal prep from one. Yes, thank you. Thank you to those of you who have emailed us. Um, we've gotten tips on batch cooking. We've gotten tips on like soul cycle classes, not soul cycle, but cycling classes mm-hmm. in our area. Um, people have contacted us about some guests that they would love to hear from. And you guys are just really awesome. We really appreciate you. Yeah. So keep sending love and we'll keep sending you good content. And we wish you well. All right. Talk to you soon. 